Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for January 27th, 2019. I'm host Al Callahan and sorry about no episode last week. Had a few technical issues but I'm back and I'm making up 12 stories to talk about. So let's start with tech. In tech, Apple goes to battle against Facebook and Google. So this week was a hot mess between Apple, Facebook, and Google, so I will try to explain it the best I can. First, TechCrunch reported that Facebook has an app called Facebook Research, which paid people $20 per month to allow the app to track everything they did on their phones, including asking for pictures of your recent Amazon orders. Now, the reason that they were able to do this is because it was not distributed normally through the App Store. Instead, it was through Facebook's Enterprise Certificate. Apple usually gives companies these certificates to allow them to test versions of their apps or run apps on their iOS devices, but without needing to go through the App Store. In response to this report, Facebook pulled the app. However, that was not enough for Apple, as they also pulled their certificate as well. This meant that they would not be able to run any internal apps or test the newest version of Facebook Messenger or Instagram. Reports said that that day, Facebook headquarters was a bit of chaos. However, just two days later, Facebook had their certificates reinstated, so I assume that there was a lot of talking back and forth to get that done quickly. Now, that would have been the end of the story, but no, Google also got into the mix with them being caught doing the same thing with their screen, screen wiser meter. To try and get ahead of the curve, though, unlike Facebook, Google pulled it and released a statement about it. However, by Friday, their certificates were also revoked. So what this shows is that it looks like Apple needs to be more stricter and more vigilant about people abusing their enterprise certificates, because this only happened initially because of the TechCrunch report. If they did not make that report, there's a good chance nothing would have happened this week and Facebook and Google would still be doing this. Remember, data is their currency. If they do not get your data, they cannot give targeted ads. That means their targeted ads are worthless, which means they have no income and they go out of business. So for Facebook and Google, I'm not shocked. I don't like that they did it, but again, I'm not shocked. Apple stops group FaceTime due to massive security flaw. This week, a massive security flaw was discovered in FaceTime where people could li- listen in to other people's iOS devices. The way it worked is that you would call someone via FaceTime, say on your iPad or on your Mac. You would then go to another device and add your phone number to the call. This would then make iOS think that it was a group call and start it for everyone, even the person that didn't pick up yet. So for example, if you had two devices, you start on your Mac and then add to your phone and you call someone, they could be on their phone looking at, oh, he's calling, uh, do I want to call or not? And they'll see audio and possibly even video of them saying that in front of their phone while you're listening in. So yeah, pretty serious issue. Apple has come out and said that they have turned off group FaceTime on the server side. So, and they will also be releasing an update next week to fix it on the client side, aka your iOS devices. So yeah, not good for Apple as this was a serious issue. Now, yes, since group FaceTime is turned off, that does solve it for now. However, it is still worrying that this has existed in the first place because group FaceTime was supposed to come out with iOS 12 and it was still delayed after the initial release in September to get it fixed. And there are still issues with it. As the only company that actually cares about your privacy to some degree, I do hope Apple is a bit more open about these issues and get some fix next time. Uber is testing transit info built into the app. In Denver, Uber is testing adding public transportation into the app. In the app, you are able to see when you pick a destination how much it would cost and also how long it would take if you took the bus or the train, as well as, of course, prices for Ubers. Again, right now it is only available in Denver and in a few weeks by partnering with a mobile ticketing company, Massive users will be able to buy tickets from within the app. Now, other testing areas have not been announced yet. This is a great move by Uber, though, because this shows that they are trying to be the app for transportation. If it's not an Uber, it's a bike or a scooter or now even ordering tickets for public transportation. If they can get customers to get on board with this idea, then it'll have been very smart. Now, I don't see how they make a profit from this because I assume they do not make much or any of a cut of the tickets sold. However, I think for this, the main focus is eyeballs. They want everyone to have Uber on their phone and everyone to be using it at least every other you know, every other day, maybe every day, as long as you're using the app and using getting services through them. 
Lyft is suing a New York City over a driver wage hike. Last month I talked about the bill New York City passed that would force ride-sharing companies to pay more to drivers and make it a more livable wage. Well, it seemed that it was too good to be true because Lyft has stepped up and is like, nah bruh, not raised for you. This came in as the bill was about to turn into law as of February 1st. However, Lyft filed a lawsuit to stop it. If the law does go into effect, drivers would be paid around $26 per hour before expenses or after expenses, 17. Remember, this is a big difference, but these drivers have to get their own gas, pay for any maintenance or problems with the car. Uber or Lyft or any of these ride-sharing companies do not give them money for that. Now, Lyft is saying that they are not against paying their drivers more. However, this go this is to go against Uber. Here's part of Lyft's statement about it. Quote, our lawsuit does not target the law passed by the city council, but instead addresses the specific way the TLC plans to implement the rules, which would advantage Uber in New York City at the expense of drivers and smaller players such as Lyft, end quote. And another quote from it, quote, It's no secret that Uber has tried to put us out of business in the past. They failed repeatedly, and the TLC should not assist them in their efforts, end quote. So after this court filing, there was already an update with the judge already denying Lyft's request for a temporary block of the bill. Instead, the bill has turned into law, but for now, the pay difference that Lyft would be paying to drivers would instead be going into an escrow account until the lawsuit is settled. As in, if they lose, the money that they've been putting in there will be given out to the drivers. And if they win, money goes back to Lyft. I gotta say, I'm actually really surprised by this. Because as far as public image goes, the past year or two, it's been Lyft are the good ride-sharing companies. They, they got a cool logo, they're the nicer dudes, and then there's Uber and their former CEO and their drivers. They've all, had, you know, Uber's had quite a few scandals leading up until now. Now, yes, Uber's got a new CEO, you know, he's riding the ship. But if you asked a year ago, a lot of people would say Lyft has a better public image than Uber. So I am surprised Lyft is willing to accept the public will hate them for this because any way you look at it, it does not look good. Let's go with option A. Lyft simply does not want to pay their drivers and will sue to be able to do so. They do not want to give their money to the drivers. Okay, that's not good. That's a bad image. You can easily spin that into your piece of shit. Or option B. They keep saying that this would hurt them and other smaller ride-sharing companies and that they're not against paying their drivers more, but that would help Uber. Are they trying to say that they simply cannot afford to pay up while Uber can? Because if that's the case, then the issue here is not the bill, but the fact that your business is poorly run. Right? If you're saying Uber, you're giving unfair advantage to Uber. However, if Uber's the only one that can afford to pay these people a livable wage, that's not on them. That's on you to grow your company. Or maybe kick out some drivers. Maybe you have too many drivers. I guess I'll keep an eye on it. And if there's any updates, you know, I'll let you guys know. U.S. government has charged Huawei with multiple crimes. In the ongoing saga between the United States, Canada, China, and Huawei CEO, CFO Meng Wanzhou, the U.S. Justice Department has charged Huawei with multiple crimes. Some of these include charges of fraud against some of their employees, including Wazhou. Prosecutors say that they'd lied about their relationship with an affiliate that did transactions with Iran. This allowed them to continue to work with American banks even though there were sanctions in place. The Justice Department is also accusing Huawei of stealing intellectual property from T-Mobile by violating confidentiality agreements. In response, Huawei released a statement saying, quote, The company denies that it or its subsidiary or affiliates have committed any of the asserted violations of the U.S. law set forth in each of the indictments. It is not aware of any wrongdoing by Ms. Meng and believes that the U.S. courts will ultimately reach the same conclusion, end quote. For now, we have to wait and see if Meng Wezhou will be extradited to the United States to face her charges. I don't have much to say because this was unlike the Lyft case previously. This is not a surprise. The United States are on the running clock here. They're running out of time to file for extradition and get that done and make their case for it, which is what they're doing now. They're laying out these charges because if they do pass the deadline, uh, I believe as far as I know, uh, Meng Wanzhou would go free in Canada and then you know she would just immediately fly back to China 
and never come back. And now a bit of fun, stupid news, because I need to lighten the mood a little bit here. I'm sorry, you know, Lyft refusing to pay the drivers. You have the Huawei story. You got Apple, Facebook issues. Let's let's see if I can give you a laugh. I happened to see this on The Verge while I was doing research, so it was kind of stupid, but I had to bring it up. There have been a few times I talked about where technology can help solve cases, such as getting data from Fitbit about when did someone die. You know, checking the heart rate, like, you know, if they're alive at 3.30, 3.31, and they go silent. 3.32 on, well, it's like, well, I guess that's the time of death. So, this one, though, this one's just stupid. So, in, the ca- in this case, it is set in Austin, Texas, where Luca Mangario robbed a bank. He did so by passing a note to one of the bank tellers, who then gave him the cash. So far, so good. It's all normal, small-time bank robbery, whatever. Except this is where he failed. As he left the bank, he thought the best getaway available would be not to run away or get into a car, but rent a jump scooter and leave. You know, the scooters owned by Uber. So this made it simple for the cops who simply asked Uber, since they own Jump, the info on Luca, and just like that, they had his name, credit card number, and address because you need one to make an account. He was then arrested and charged with robbery. I don't have anything to say about this except laugh because the stupidity of this is just amazing. Moving over to movies, Hulu will be soon adding ads when you pause. Following the announcement of their base plan getting a price drop, Hulu also announced that their ads will start showing when you pause what you are watching. It will not be a regular video ad when you pause, however, a pop-up. As of now, it is in beta phase with it happening to select content over the next few months and with only two companies signing up for it right now. Coca-Cola and Charmin. So right now I am a bit worried about this. I think something like a small pop-up is fine for the regular plan since it's like five, six bucks now since the price dropped. However, if this is added to the no commercial plan, then that's kind of bullshit. I do not have that plan. However, I feel for people if they pay extra to get no commercials, then they should not get them in any form, including this. For anyone that has Hulu, what do you think about this? Let me know. Ultraviolet is shutting down. Can we all now have a moment of silence, please, for Ultraviolet? Thank you. So Ultraviolet. Hollywood's main competition against iTunes is shutting down. Users will have until July 31st of this year to link their account to another service such as Voodoo or Movies Anywhere so their movies can be ported over and saved. However, for people who do not live in the United States, it will be a bit harder as Movies Anywhere is not supported internationally. So, what do I think about this? It's not good. I knew that Ultraviolet as a service was on its way out and over after Movies Anywhere started. Studios started offering Movies Anywhere codes instead of Ultraviolet ones in a lot of the movie releases from last year, I noticed. So it was definitely on its way out. But I did not think they'd pull the plug on Ultraviolet so soon. Especially since I now remember a couple years ago, to go up against iTunes, Studios banded together, here's Ultraviolet, and they advertise it's like, it's your digital locker for movies. That digital locker for movies lasted less than 10 years. So, for people who have concerns about digital-only futures, such as myself, I was not happy seeing this news. For me, personally, if I have digital movies, I always use iTunes as a preference. Now, I know there's always one day maybe Apple has a string of bad luck or out of business or, you know, they ditch iTunes, whatever. But Ultraviolet's lasted less than 10 years. iTunes has been here for about 15 now. So... I'm always a bit wary of digital-only future. This does not reinforce any positive things about that. So if you do live in the United States, please port it to Movies Anywhere or Voodoo or wherever you can. Get those movies out. You pay for them. And if you're outside the United States, I don't know of any big alternatives. I know Movies Anywhere is not an option. I don't know if Voodoo is over in like the UK or Europe. But the best thing would be just look online and check your local one. See if there's a connecting service. Some Sundance news. Sundance has wrapped up, so I wanted to provide a couple movies that were picked up by the studio. Obviously, Sundance is where, you know, if you're able to make it, you show off your movie, you go to a couple parties, a couple dinners, talk to people, and who knows? Maybe a studio will pick up your movie for distribution. First up is Honey Boy, which was bought by Amazon for $5 million. Honey Boy is looking to be a very good but very dark movie, with it being written by Shia LaBeouf, with the plot being based on his rough childhood. 
to add to this, LaBeouf is playing his father in the movie. For the people that have actually seen it at Sundance, they said it is very good and is now being rumored that Amazon will do some kind of theatrical release for it, which means it thinks it can get nominated for awards next year. Another one is a bit of an odd one with Blinded by the Light, which was picked up by New Line and therefore Warner Brothers for $15 million. The movie is about a Muslim teen in England in the 80s who tries to understand life and his family through Bruce Springsteen songs. I'm actually really curious about the movie and look forward to seeing a trailer for it to get a better idea for it. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 get official release dates. While Paramount did announce that Mission Impossible would be coming out in 2021 and 2022 respectively, they did not give official dates. Well now they're giving them. So Mission Impossible 7 will be coming out July 23rd, 2021 and one year later Mission Impossible 8 will be coming out August 5th, 2022. So there's not much to say about this so I decided to look up what its current competition is. Now it is very, very early. A lot of studios have not announced their movies for it. So as of now, for July 2021, Mission Impossible 7 will be going up against Indiana Jones 5, a Disney live-action film, and in August, Suicide Squad 2. For Mission Impossible 8, there is a yet-to-be-determined Marvel movie set to come out the week before, and that's it. Again, way too far out. And lastly, we got games. Mario Kart World Tour has been delayed until the summer. There hasn't been a lot of info for the game, but this week Nintendo did provide a small update. The mobile version of Mario Kart has been delayed until sometime this summer. Up until now, it was scheduled for release by the end of March. Now this by itself is not a big deal, it is only a mobile game, however between this and Metroid Prime's 4 development being restarted, I wonder if everything is going okay over at Nintendo, because that is now two games in the past two weeks that have been delayed. Just something to think about. And lastly, EA will stop selling FIFA points in Belgium. Last week Belgium banned loot boxes for video games and after that was enacted, EA started discussions with the government to try and to be able to keep selling FIFA points for their ultimate game mode. However, they were not able to come to an agreement and EA has announced that you have that they have stopped selling FIFA points as of January 31st. So for FIFA players in Belgium, the system now is if you already bought points, you can still use them. And you can also earn more in-game. However, you cannot buy them with your cash. EA still insists though that this is not a form of gambling. I'm a bit torn on this. On one hand, I really hate how some of the video game companies and the way they have used microtransactions. This is one way, for example. So on one hand, I like the government stepping up and being like, nope, this is gambling. Stop ripping people off. On the other hand, I think straight up ban is maybe a bit too much. I want video game companies to make money and grow. I love the industry. I want it to succeed. However, I do not want them to get too extreme and too aggressive with the microtransactions. I guess we will see if other countries take part in this, but if you have your thoughts on this, please let me know. So that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. Now, I am switching it up a bit. For Twitter, you can always follow me at TylerCallahan95. But for Instagram, if you want, if you can, please follow me at TylerCallahanMedia. With this account, I will be making a new post for each new episode, and this allows you to comment about stories talked about here, and I can also read those comments on the podcast. And it's a great way to start a discussion about the stories talked about here. So if you want to get involved, just post a comment. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.